Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome to Series 2, Episode 3 of the Curious Matter Anthology. I'm Jonathan Pezza, the creator and host of the series. But before we jump in, there are a couple of announcements. We have our brand new Series 2 merch available on our web store. Show off your love of the show with a brand new t-shirt or mug by visiting www.curiousmatterpodcast.com. We are still an independent podcast producing this show out of a basement in Reseda, California. So if you can, consider joining our Patreon, the only place to get early access to new episodes. So check us out there at patreon.com slash curious matter. Andre Norton is known as the great dame of science fiction and fantasy, and we likely wouldn't have Star Trek without her. She created rich worlds, and filled them with characters that felt like family, people who rely on each other, and bond as they meet with the fantastic flights of Norton's imagination. Her work has been an undeniable influence over generations of writers. Born in 1912, she started her career in the 1930s and helped sculpt the speculative fiction genre into what we know today until her passing in 2005. Her works have sold over 90 million copies worldwide garnering countless accolades, including three Hugo nominations and a Nebula Grandmaster Award. Her perhaps most well-known contribution to pop culture is the Beastmaster films and TV series. But don't let that campy and at times silly adaptation sway you from just how prolific she was. This story, Star Hunter, was first published in 1961 as an ace double novel, two books in one paperback for only 35 cents. On one side sat this story, and if you flipped the book over to the back, there was a completely different cover with none other than the Beastmaster itself. You know, I almost didn't make Star Hunter, and it's a title that I've been circling since the very beginning of the Curious Matter anthology. It had tons of action and adventure, a cool cast of characters, and a bit of mystery, but I couldn't quite wrap my head around the way to tell it in a modern and dynamic way. Yet something about this one kept drawing me back in. And then it hit me. Science fiction today relies on shorthand, a shared cultural understanding of the language of science fiction. There was a richness and a depth that I couldn't see because I was used to the common language of the genre. Concepts like xenobiology, faster than light quantum physics, 
cybernetics, and more were all in this story, only I couldn't quite see it at first. You see, because for Andre Norton, none of that existed as shorthand yet. And so for her, she was making it up as she went along and had to express concepts that there were literally no words for before the audience had any frame of reference for these ideas. So my job when adapting this was simply translation. Taking one language and making it another, the one we speak today. Before we kick things off, I'd like to dedicate this episode to my late grandmother, Maria Peza, another groundbreaker, a fearless explorer who, like our characters today, made a journey to a new world that felt as alien as any in our story. She raised two generations of my family, and she taught me that it was possible to reach for any star if you were willing to put in the work to get there. Okay, let's get on with the show. Curious Matter is designed to be a completely immersive HD audio experience, and it's at its best when played through high-quality stereo speakers or headphones. So, without further ado, grab your popcorn, turn out the lights, and enjoy Star Hunter Part 1. please. We're green across the board, ma'am. 80 hours from the gravity well of Seoul, then another 18 till landfall on Terra. And our VIPs? In their staterooms, fast asleep. The best part of my day. Not all the time we shepherd two scions on the same run. Precious cargo. Indeed. You on the lists? No, ma'am. Second gen colonial. Hmm. What it must be like to live like one of them. Anyway, no shame being a pod knocker. I'm Brody DR6 myself. Not high enough to kick my heels up, mind you, like the cousins and close relatives, but puts a little change in my pocket. Ma'am, I'm picking up a fluctuation in the PG drive. Status Abandon ship. Abandon ship. Make your way to the lifeboats in a calm and orderly fashion. <laughs> Break apart any second. 
Hold on tight, Elise. Ship. Launch. This lifeboat has not reached occupancy. Scion, Harley Kogan Brody, is still aboard. Security override. Simmons Theta 0723. Authorized. Launch. 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 Assume. Brace positions. Launching in five, four, three. Everything's two, going to be okay. One. Hunter's log entry, Terra Standard 0723.2224. After a three-year survey of Jamala B, it has been determined that no intelligent life, artifacts, or mineral resources are present on the New World. As such, the planet has been classified of low value, according to the TFED Charter, and remitted to guild management. We all know that this is the risk we take in attempting to reach farther out into the void of space. But I admit, I had high hopes for this one. And failure to find Pater has left me. Well, the costs add up, don't they? In an attempt to recover my expenses, I have accepted a charter. Notify the relevant authorities and purchase the permits per usual. At least there's no shortage of wealthy a-holes willing to shell out for the chance to be the first to pillage a new world. Welcome to Jamala B. My name is Ras Hume and I'll be your guide during the expedition. I hope the accommodations so far have been up to your expectations. The Hunter's Guild has done its best to extend you every luxury available on the trip. If you have any special requests, Rovald, my assistant, will be happy to see to them. He has already prepared the weapons and gear per each of your specifications. If there's anything you need to make your stay more comfortable, please let me know. The first of my charges is Harmon Starnes, a first-timer. Recently put out to pasture by Starnes Intercorp and looking for a little adventure now that he's a free man. Shouldn't cause a fuss so long as he gets what he's looking for. Everything has been spectacular so far. So exciting. A new world, untasted, untested, and so many new species to uncover. The campfire is a nice touch. The second is Kirk Chambers of the Chambers Clean Fraternal Estate. Talks a big game, but Psyche Val has him flagged for supervision. We'll see if his stomach can keep up with his mouth soon enough. Jamala presents so fruitful a bounty to explore. I am grateful for this opportunity. The last one is Marina Yaktisi. She's a bit of an enigma, smarter than the other two combined. Higher in her line, too. Claims to be an amateur exobiologist. Interesting pastime for someone in her position. This camp is so rustic, so tree, visceral, just wonderful. I, for one, can't wait to hit the trail. You have each installed a customized skill pack with weapons and survival training, as well as my own research from our survey of Jamal. I've also granted you three temporary access to the Hunter's Guide. 
which contains the sum total of the guild's collected knowledge from almost two centuries of exploration. With the psycho conditioning we provided, each of you has the tools for a prosperous hunt. You three are the first civs to set foot on this rock and experience the unique bounty this world has to offer. I personally found your entries on hunting the sky snake of the Northern Mountain quite exhilarating. The fear, the sweat, the adrenaline. It must be glorious to live a life so adventurous, out hunter. A glory you shall each get a share in soon enough. And you are sure that we will be safe out there? It's all a little more daunting now that we're here. First timer, huh? It is not my first time. I didn't pay a hundred million creds to be safe. I'm here for blood. Just point me towards my prize and I'll do the rest. So much bravado for a chambrise. Your family is usually so reserved, no? You mean spineless, Starnes. I'm a bit of a black sheep in that line. I'm here to guarantee each of you finds the experience you seek. And, of course, making sure you don't get eaten by the first apex we come across. Your NFOs tend to get their knickers in a twist when you lot die doing something stupid. I'm sure we're all grateful of that. I think it's fair to say that's why we hired you. The famous Ross Hume. I, for one, would love to hear about your experiences at the Battle of Tea Garden Star someday. If you'd be willing, of course. Seems like a lifetime ago. That's not a no. I'd much rather hear about the Rigel Ranger. It's not every day you kill a scion and live to tell about it. That is how you were drummed out of the navs, am I right? It's my job to keep you alive. No, it's your job to help me bag a water cat so I can show those trust fund a-holes in the clan boardroom what a real trophy looks like. I'm not here for your folksy out-hunter wisdom and sure as hell not for your protection. Well, I, for one, would like to hear what he has to say. I second that. Mr. Hume, if you please. Jamala B isn't the kind of destination you are used to, Mr. Chambers. This planet is unique. Trinary suns, radiation. Yeah, we all have the dossier. Radiation filtered by a unique atmosphere that fostered a biodiversity four times the density of Earth. This planet has more apex predator adaptations than anything we've surveyed in 200 years of exploration. Without that force field surrounding our camp, it is likely you'd be dead already. Why demand we undergo psycho-conditioning if it's of no help in precisely what you're describing? The verifiers and I were only able to catalog a fraction of the biosphere. You came here to be hunters, but on Jamal, even the predators have predators. Entry 126862.83 Species, Jumalan Pit Dragon Difficulty, Apex, Class D Closest Terran Analog, the Dilophosaurus of the Late Jurassic Period These cold-blooded lizard-like creatures stand approximately 5 feet tall, weighing in near 300 pounds, and live in complex family groups led by a single female alpha. Highly dangerous. Approach with caution. Happy hunting! Click the link below for additional information.
We have her now. Take the shot. Perhaps not yet. Yeah, Tissi's right. Pit Dragon's pack hunt. The others will be on us before we can defend ourselves. We're far too exposed in this position. Hollow shows a cliff face 60 meters north. If we flush her to the edge, we'll reduce our exposure to the rest of the pack. Might give us a chance for a second trophy. Very wise, my friend. We'll say you, out hunter. Yaktisi, Chambers, and I will take defensive positions as you drive the dragon north. Slowly. Right. I almost have her to the cliff. Ready yourselves. The cliff. There she is. Don't let it bolt. Take your shot, man. It's taking to the air. It's getting away. There goes your trophy. Fascinating. Did you know they could fly? Did you not complete the report on the pit dragons? I skimmed it, but if you knew, why did you suggest the cliff? I thought you were a better shot. Chambers and I downed one of the others. You are hurt, out hunter. The males attacked in unison. One of them got close enough to land a claw. Uh, I'll be all right. The Alpha got away. But you can have her mate here if you want it. I only take my own trophies, but thank you. Ugh, what the hell? Ground carrion. They'll strip anything they find to the bone in seconds. Dress your prizes quickly if you want to keep them. Jamala wastes nothing. Hume, to the east. Just below that outcropping of rock, I saw a flash of light. Starnes, scope, please. Yes, oh, of course. There it is again. It almost looks like... A ship. Thank you for coming to get us, Rovort. No problem. I tasked a verifier drone ahead of us. It's definitely a small ship or a landing craft. Drone's not picking up a drive signature. No power readings at all. Whatever it is, thing has been here a while. This is an exciting turn, is it not? What could this be, eh? Almost like the plot of a hollow drama. Could it be a PG ruin? Primogenitor tech? Impossible. The unique alloys are the first thing we scan for during a survey. A PG find is the whole game out here. The alien tech gold rush? It's all a joke. A fool's errand. In 200 years, they found what? Four sites out of how many worlds surveyed? 14,000. But those fines were worth trillions. The only reason humanity is out here at all is because we won the lottery. Families claim to sponsor surveys for colony rights, but it's really all about that chance for the next find. Who sponsored Jamala? The Musk clan. Ugh, ghastly lot of windbags. My great-grandmother was a Musk on her father's side. Here, take us down. Get ready for touchdown. Well, it's definitely human. Looks like the kind of lifeboats we use in my family's fleet. Took a hell of a beating, though. Must have clipped the mountains coming down. The port booster's gone. Half the tail section. The forest seems to have laid claim to her. The jungle growth can do that in a matter of weeks, but I'd say it's been here longer. Years from the oxidation on the hull. Do we search for survivors? What is the protocol for something like this? Let's find the black box first. 
Oh, oh, there. What do you see? Something in the trees. Something. I, I, I don't know. An animal? No, I don't know. Perhaps my eyes are playing tricks. All this excitement, you know. Over here, the hatch. Whoa. Someone left the door open. So much growth inside. Fungus. Flora. Something's been through here recently. Probably a nest of vermin. Even the vermin here will kill you. Hello? Is there anyone on board? Sorry, sorry. My mistake. Be careful. Firing inside the ship. Reinforced nanopharrow. Rovald, pull the black box. On it. Vermin Zero, Chambers One. I check your boot. Ugh, it's eating through the sole. Here, spray it on yourself. It neutralizes the acid. Fucking fucker! These were Ishtarian. Hunter's Guide, entry 11236101. Species, Xenorodent. Classification, Scavenger. Small mammalian analogs with shiny black exoskeletons and acidic blood, capable of melting reinforced titanium composite. Highly dangerous. Approach with caution. Happy hunting. The panel is stuck. Need a sec here. Well, it looks like someone survived the crash. The hatch didn't open itself, and the emergency survival kits are gone. Do you think it's possible they're still alive? The chances aren't good. Not this long. Even with survival kits. Got it. Log the find and upload the black box data to the T-Fed authorities. Task the drone. Tell it to visual sweep for signs. Maybe the remnants of a camp. Checking the field emitters. Old habits. Transmission is sent. The T-Fed will assign an investigator. The black box data confirmed what we already knew. The ship came down six years ago, carrying two survivors from a KBW cruiser. The Largo Drift. Kogan Brody Wazalitz. <sighs> Your old friends. How long till the T-Fed team arrives? Seven cycles. Ten at the most. Our sieves back there won't like it. Well, Chambers at least. Blows the illusion. He's a bit of a loose cannon, but his profile works for us. Mm -hmm. Our benefactor wants to know if this puts us ahead of schedule. Tomorrow we'll follow the river range east. Try to find Chambers' trophy. That should buy us a little flexibility. East? It can't look like we're steering them. The longer we wait, the higher the chances. I know. I know. We don't tolerate failure, you understand. The royal we, I take it. This endeavor has been costly, and we do not take kindly to wasted investment. This is a once-in-a-generation opportunity. Our benefactor knows as well as anyone the value of a find like this. And the risk. I like you, Hume. I'd rather not have to kill you. Ross Hume, 
You stand here today accused by the Wasilets Fraternal Estate of negligence in your duties as a navigator and the wrongful death of Scion Tors Wasilets. How do you plead? Not guilty, Your Honor. Captain! Hold on, son. Just hold on. No, no time. The interstellar impact ripped us out of FTL. Shearing force, the D-cells tore us in half. Computer, activate distress call. All bands, this is Wazlitz 291. Call sign Rigel Ranger. Mayday, mayday. FTL incident. Ship critical emergency response requested. Distress call active. The jury is about to return a verdict in the high-profile trial of war hero Ras Hume, who was involved in the much-publicized death of KBW stellar tech CEO Torres Wasilitz during an uncharted FTL jump one year ago. It looks like they are coming out now. Father, there's no time. Vince, 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 stay here. Don't try to move. I've got to get the thrusters back online. Get us out of this spin. Computer, damage report. Incident report. Unknown impact on D-cell burn. En route to unregistered system NV-422. On whose authority? Thanks for meeting me. I know it's unorthodox, but I wanted you to hear it from me before it comes out on the feeds. A guild rep requesting to meet me in a public place. We've known each other how long now? So what? Scared I'd do something rash? Just give it to me. Look. I know this is gonna be hard to take after losing Vince, but the Nav Guild is pulling your credentials. I beat the charges. The black box had it all on record. Tors Wazlitz plotted to jump behind my back and he killed my son. No one else but me could have brought the Ranger home. What do you want me to say? You've been doing this long enough to know how things work. When a scion dies, someone has to pay. The families always require their pound of flesh. There are currently hull breaches resulting in decompression on deck three. PG engine offline. Sublight drives offline. Damage to main reactor. Reactor and autos fold down to prevent containment bottle breach. Lifeboats. Both lifeboats one and two have sustained critical damage. Come on, you. Sorry, father. Pardon me. Computer, route emergency life support to sublight. Hole fracture on deck two. Structural integrity at 2%. Close all emergency bulkheads. This is the captain. All hands to crash positions. Hume, wake up. Wake up. Do out hunters often suffer from night terrors? You were screaming out in your sleep. Seems surreal. Oh, my apologies if I startled you. I was going to say the same thing to you. I must admit, I myself had quite an interesting dream tonight. Perhaps the jungle here just has that way of inspiring our subconscious, no? Best return to your tent. Tomorrow will be strenuous. But thank you. Anyone else feel like we should head back to camp and wait for a better turn of weather? You aren't afraid of a little raid, are you, Starns? It's been almost an hour since we lost the trail. The downpour washes away the tracks almost instantly. Do you have any suggestions, Out Hunter? 
This is allegedly your area of expertise. The water cats emit a pheromone that your hollow can track. Isn't that cheating? Not on a day like today. I'll take any advantage I can get. Huh, it worked. I count four unique scents. The trails are heading away from the river. Perhaps you were worth the price tag, Hume. Entry 13989898. Species, Jamalan Watercat. Difficulty, Apex, Class A. These large feline analogs weigh in over a metric ton and stand over a meter tall. Covered in a crimson coat of razor-sharp spines and equipped with a whip-like clawed tail that injects neurotoxin into its prey. Water cats can breathe underwater and make their dens in waterways and lakes. These solo predators are highly territorial and do not range far from their marked domain. Extremely dangerous. Approach with caution. Happy hunting! That can't be right. Water cats don't work together and they don't range this far from water. It is raining. One of these scent trails isn't a water cat. So many together. Aren't they quite dangerous? 1,500 kilos of crimson-furred killing machine. Not to mention the poisonous prehensile tails. Something's off here. The fourth scent is reading as... It's human. A survivor? Roval. Boss? Three to pick up. Like hell! I'm going after them. That's a negative. This electrical storm is too dangerous to fly in. I'll warm her up and pull you out as soon as the skies allow. Understood. Should I pack the med kit? Just in case. Hume, out. Got the shot. I'm gonna take it. Hold. If the readings are correct, the survivor may be in that tree. This might be our chance. While the water cat's attentions are drawn. Set up a firing line and pick your targets. We have to. Boom. Strong jaws. Could the sniffer be off? They are roughly simian analogs. Is there a chance it's one of those in that tree? I've still got the shot. Wait. Hunter's Guide, entry 12745123. Species, Jumalan Strongjaw. Difficulty, Apex, Class B. Closest Terran species is the orangutan of Southeast Asia. Key features of the Strongjaw are their eight-eyed, gourd-like heads and seven-fingered hands. These simian analogs stand as tall as two meters and possess exceptional strength. Though non-sentient, they are rudimentarily intelligent and often play games with their prey. Extremely dangerous. Approach with caution. Happy hunting. The cats are turning towards us. I'm taking my shot. Hold. Both species seem to have made us the focus of their attentions. Rovald. Get that damn flitter in the air for emergency extract. Now. Okay, copy. 20 minutes out. Oh, Tonto, what is going on here? Have you ever seen strong jaws and water cats working together? Get ready to run. Head west towards the camp. I'll cover you and draw them towards the river. <laughs> Hell. Hume's plan appears to have worked. Railroad, where are you, fine sir? Vic has very much used that lift. In route now. 
Still turn out. Revolt. We got separated from Hume. Chambers has been mauled in. We'll need medical attention. What's his condition? Fucking piss is my condition. Stance administered aid. He is stable, but sustained major damage to his right arm and thigh, limiting our mobility. We appear to be safe for now. Where's Hume? I haven't been able to raise him on comms. We seem to be having a small animal problem. The outhunter made his way back towards the river with three water cats in pursuit. His comm may have been damaged when the animals attacked. Head east and see if you can spot him from the air. Fuck that! Pick me up first! More of those things. Everyone down! Are they searching for us? They must be able to pick up our scent. <laughs> see? They missed us. They communicated with each other. Rowald. <laughs> I need pickup. ASAP. I lost my blaster and pack. <laughs> I'm down to my vibro blade. Could really use some backup. Rowald. Do you read? Starns? Yachtisi, can you hear me? Do you read me? Anyone? Fucking cold. I'm not sure what the hell's going on here. But if you think I'm your next meal, you got another thing coming. Come on, you feline bastard. What's wrong with you? Attack me! Computer, route emergency life support to sublight. Hull fracture on deck two. Structural integrity at 2%. Close all emergency bulkheads. This is the captain. All hands to crash positions. Structural integrity at 1%. Come on. Main reactor is back online. There you go. If I jump, you die. Without all power to sublight. Gravitational shear force exceeding tolerances. You break apart. You have to jump. I can jump now. old man. You're going to live. Get it up and out. That cat had your number. It's lucky that I found your pack and gun. That tail venom packs quite the wallop. I'd say you have about a minute before, you know, death. Gun. Uh-uh. I'll just keep holding on to this. A legendary Ross Hume. Almost killed by an overgrown house cat. What would the feed say? <clears throat> Med pack. Bag. This? In the arm. Quickly. Quickly! Who are you? Let's not play that 
game, Ross. You're the survivor from the crashed lifeboat. The Largo Drift. But how? Elise Brody. That's the name you want me to say, isn't it? But Jamala has shown me I am so much more. I hope you enjoyed our presentation of Star Hunter Part 1. If you liked today's episode, please check out our after show produced live by our partner F and Funny Productions on their Twitch channel the night each episode releases. The podcast version of the after show will then be released on this feed. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the handle at CM Anthology, or check us out online for more information at www.curiousmatterpodcast.com. This episode was dramatized, directed, and edited by me, your host, Jonathan Pezza. Casting assistance was provided by Sandeep Parikh, Anand Shah, and Jeff Winkler. Assistant editing by Francis Pezza and Mohammed Moyes Riaz. Tonight's episode starred Colin Ferguson as Ross Hume, Tiffany Smith as Elise Brody, and co-starred Jack Bowman as Starnes, Shri Swara as Yaktisi, John Edelman as Chambris, Gavin Loudon as Rovald, and Blythe Renee as The Hunter's Guide. Our talented ensemble also includes the voices of E.J. Barois, Philip Gray, Tien Nguyen, Jeremy Pezza, Jonathan Pezza, Scott Pezza, and Melissa Starr. AI voice performances were provided by Play.ht. The score was provided by Epidemic Music and featured the talent of Grant Newman, Bon Fields, Bonnie Grace, Hampus Nacellius, Kikaru, Trailer Works, Splasher, The Bright Arm Orchestra, Curved Mirror, Max Anson, and Kenzo Almond. Star Hunter is a work in the public domain and was produced in accordance with U.S. copyright law. Curious Matter Anthology is produced by the Knightsville Workshop in association with F and Funny Productions, distributed by Realm Media. Copyright Knightsville Workshop 2022, all rights reserved. We'll see you right back here next episode for Star Hunter Part 2, Strange Companions. I'm your host, Jonathan Pezza, and of course, as always, thank you for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is dungeon master meets high school English teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Are you rolling? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. 